Hello and welcome to Pretty Good Business. Our guests today are Lamorna and Tamara Short, founders of functional training brand Blue Elvin. In this episode, we talk about how functional training helped them and why they decided to make it their business. Hello, Lamorna and Tamara. How are you? Hi. Hi yeah. yeah, we're good. Very good. <laughs> You're together. Are you in London in the office? Yes, we're in North London and we're both working together from home. It's a bit of a weird time to start a bit to launch a business more than start. Yeah, I mean, we'd been working on the brand for two years before we actually launched in October, and probably couldn't have been a worse time to launch Sportswear <laughs> Apparel brand. But we're we're making the best of it, and what comes with constraints is creativity, as they always say. So mm. yeah, it's been been a journey shall we say (laughs) so can you tell us a bit more about Blue Elvin sure yeah so we created Blue Elvin as a brand to really celebrate promote and support women's journeys and functional training Um, and the reason behind the brand was born from our own personal experiences so we both started functional training which is a type of weight training but also incorporates gymnastics and cardio Um, and we started that in 2016 and it completely transformed our lives and we started to ask ourselves why didn't we know about the experience we could expect from training in this way Uh, so we wanted to one create a brand to promote those journeys and real women's stories and we also wanted to create products that were built for women who do this type of training. So Blue Elvin's first three products are three pieces of apparel that have integrated impact panels. And what that means is it makes weight training more comfortable. So when you pick up a barbell, you often have to drag it along your shins or when you're doing a heavy weightlifting movement, it might smash down on your collarbones and that can often be pretty uncomfortable. So we really built our products to make training in that way really comfortable and empower women to just focus on form and performance so that's sort of what what the brand was born for it's really interesting because we always think even I don't think that there is such a thing for men either because I don't think I've ever seen anybody wearing any type of protective gear when they Mm. were doing that kind of sport so well there's a couple of products and brands that people use in that type of training so people are quite used to using wrist wraps and gloves and knee sleeves and shin sleeves so the concept of protective products exists in the market but nobody had ever really approached it from a from a woman's perspective Mm -hmm. so there's one other brand in the U.S. that um, offers protective products for women but it's yeah it's not a very well explored market Um, Mm -hmm. we really felt that there was an opportunity to come in and build a woman first brand and protect protect their bodies during this type of training so could you tell us about a bit more about why your brand is so different um yeah so we yeah when we came up with the idea just over two years ago um we started off with a research survey just to understand if women in our community kind of agreed with the pain point that we were experiencing. We'd heard a lot of 
chat in the gym about it, um, just overhearing snippets of conversation. So we knew that other women experienced it, but we wanted to just clarify that and kind of collect a load of data. So we started, yeah, with a survey with 100 women. And then from there, we really started to build out what that might be as a product. Um, And we knew that we wanted to approach it with kind of rigor and a real science behind it. So we looked for a partner, a protection partner to help us with the the impact panels element. Um, And we found a partner and then spent, yeah, sort of the last 18 months working with them, which started with a research shoot. So we spent two days with two athletes using 3D um, mapping, sort of uh, pressure film and dye to basically understand where the main impacts of the body were for functional training. And then from there, we, it just sort of kind of continued. Um, we iterated a lot on the products. It, we were really hands-on in the process. We found an amazing designer who we really respect and trust. She um, has previously worked with Rafa, which is a cycling brand, and 10,000, and uh, which is a American uh, functional training brand, and then Vara. So she's very in the sort of sportswear market. Um, so that was great. So we worked with her to yeah, find materials, find our amazing factory. Um, and yeah, we just, our main sort of focus was just doing a load of testing. We've tested mm-hmm. and iterated the whole way through the process on athletes, women from our gym, women not from our gym, kind of as many women as we can, just to really make sure that we're creating something that works, that supports them, and that feels good. But yeah, how did you find the athletes that helped you? So initially we used women that were already in our community. So through our gym and through women that we'd we'd already met on our journey through training. And then when we were doing more formal product testing and our final round of product testing in March of this year, we really wanted to go out and curate a group of women who didn't know us, didn't know the brand. And we spent a lot of time trawling social media, looking up gyms, looking at who trains at their gyms and trying to identify and find women who we felt aligned with the brand and the values that we wanted to instill through our products and our messaging and and find women who were aligned with that. Um, And we actually met and interviewed all the women before we asked them to product test. And we wanted to make sure there was a mutual mutual agreement on both sides that they they understood and liked what we were doing and, and that we felt connected with them. Because um, I think with all of our product testing, we always try and think about the experience that the athletes get. And it is about getting feedback on the product, but it's also about understanding their pain points and their journeys and how can Blue Elven best support them as women athletes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's always been quite a collaborative process. So what was your goal when you started the the brand? You wanted protection, but I guess there is a lot that goes into creating an apparel brand. When we started, obviously, we we are not product designers and neither of us have any um, product experience. So, yeah, it, we were coming at it from a very inexperienced sort of lens. But we knew for a fact that we wanted our sportswear to be quite understated, um, subtle, but flattering. There, there were quite a lot of elements to women's sportswear that, was sort of um, an, an essential, basically, including, yeah, using sustainable fabrics. That was always a given because we think that the bigger brands don't do enough um, to kind of, like, make sure they are being as 
sustainable or eco-friendly as possible. Um, a lot of brands tend to produce the same pair of leggings in, you know, 10 different colors, which a woman really doesn't need the same pair of leggings in 10 colors. So we approached it with quite a minimal approach. Then in terms of the design, we just wanted it to be sleek. We wanted it to be, yeah, flattering. And we wanted the protection, so the impact panels to be as integrated as possible so that it blended in with the whole look. So it wasn't, because having, yeah, a sort of panel across your collarbone or on your shins is already um, quite alien to a lot of people. So we wanted to, one of the things we always focused on is how can we make it yeah, as integrated and subtle as possible to excite people more to wear it. We've been talking about functional training for a couple of years now, quite a lot more than we used to. Why do you think bigger brands never really tackle this problem? Yeah, no, it's a really good point. And I think a lot of the brands that exist, well, in the functional training has been on the rise, like you said, for the last couple of years. And with the rise of CrossFit boxes, with F45 and other franchises that are coming up that are focused on the functional training methodology, it's starting to gain a lot more traction. And I think within women, strength training and functional training more broadly hasn't been something that's been part of the narrative for a long time. And I think when we started, that's why we really questioned why hadn't we heard about this type of training? Why hadn't we seen it before? Why hadn't other brands spoken about it? And I think a lot of the functional training brands that do already exist, that do a really good job, they are also often predominantly uh, led by men or founded by men. And so Mm -hmm. the way that they've often approached product development um, might not have considered some of the the pain points that women experience or or just not thought about it in the same way. So I think when we were thinking about building the brand, it was really centering a brand in in that experience and applying our own personal journeys and the journeys of other women to how how can we build a brand that celebrates and, and promotes that. And I think, you know, there's there's quite a long way to go to make functional training more mainstream, but Rafa has done that for road cycling and there's other brands coming up that that are so passionate about their sport and they they bring it into the mainstream. So I think we definitely believe that functional training for women will become a really big space and more and more women are, are realizing that it's it's okay to be strong and it's a good thing and you want to celebrate that. Um, but traditional media and all the narratives that have existed around women's bodies, the rhetoric is always about being slim or about calorie counting. And so it's it's quite hard to challenge a lot of what we've we've grown up hearing and, and seeing I guess in the media yeah I think um that one of the reasons why the products maybe don't exist yet is or they aren't um there aren't loads of different brands doing this is because there is especially within functional training a sort of no pain no gain narrative and having you know calloused hands or kind of scars on your collarbone or redness from going really heavy is almost like a battle scar and it's something that is sort of celebrated at the moment um in the space very much to sort of prove how heavy you went or how hard you worked out and when we started this type of training we absolutely loved what it was doing for our bodies for our minds but we were just questioning you know why is getting bruised and bashed up an accepted part of training you know we didn't want to go out in the summer in a dress with 
scraped up shins. That was just not something that we wanted to do, which is why, yeah, we decided to start the brand ourselves. So I think it's almost changing the mindset of people because we're so women are so used to just dealing with the pain um, in functional training. So it's, yeah, kind of how do we explain that that is not really necessary anymore? Could you tell us what the sport did for your mental well-being as well as your physical well-being? And yeah, absolutely. We When we started training, this type of training in 2016, we were both previously doing, yeah, just sort of hit classes. We used to do, I sometimes did the like Kayla Itzina's bikini body guide that our kind of method for training was more cardio based. Um, and it was much more a sort of burn calories rhetoric. And then when we started functional training, it just completely opened our eyes to this new space where it was all about learning new skills and like developing yourself and trying hard things. And, you know, when we were first told, oh, today in this class, we're doing handstand walks or we're now going to yeah lift a barbell or these were all new things to us that we'd never done before. Um, But we were just so excited and so enthralled by, yeah, the prospect of trying new things that we just got completely hooked And then through that process, it has absolutely enabled us to feel powerful. So for myself, it helped me through a really dark time where I was suffering with depression and sort of going to train in that way every day just really helped bring me out of quite a a dark period of time. And it was, yeah, just an hour in the day where I could be kind of present and focus on my body and focus on what I could achieve through just sheer, yeah, willpower, resilience, grit. Um, And then Lamorna, through this type of training, has overcome, you know, her relationship with food, um, which I'm sure she'll talk about. But yeah, it's so transformative. And the women we've all, we've met through this journey have all experienced similar kind of transformations within, yeah, their mental health or their physical health. And our tagline, yeah, products for power is sort of a nod towards that, journey of transformation and I mean our products now are just yet apparel but who knows in the future what our products might be and we just always want to enable women to feel powerful and seeing yeah really muscly men and it seems really daunting is definitely something that we faced as well CrossFit especially which is a type of functional training what you see is very yeah muscular men and women often quite dark imagery um and it doesn't really showcase what actually happens on the ground and those athletes are amazing and really inspirational but as an everyday woman I'm never going to be able to be like the pro athletes and so we want to start championing you know real women on the ground who are training in this way and doing incredible things but might also have three kids or might have a really intense job but manages to fit it in And so we want to show women that you don't have to be crazy muscly to be really strong and to feel really powerful. It's less about Mm -hmm. what you look like and it's more about what you can achieve. For me as well, definitely had that transformative experience that Tamara was talking about. And prior to starting functional training, like many women, I'm sure, and a lot of women often do have challenging relationships with food and their body and when I was in my late teens sort of early 20s did have 
a negative relationship with food and through functional training was really able to turn that around and have a completely different mindset to that. And that's been so liberating and really powerful. And, and it's all just through how I train and it's hard to kind of put into words what it is about training in that way that's created that. But we've spoken to a few other women who have had similar experiences and it's so nice to hear other women and what they've gone through and that it's it's genuinely helped them turn around like a difficult or a dark period in their life so we're yeah we're we love speaking to women and athletes and learning about their journeys um and I think in terms of when you were asking about the is it sort of a male dominated environment and functional training actually in a lot of CrossFit boxes or CrossFit communities it is quite 50 50 and CrossFit is sort of a professional sport and they have a version of the games every year and the athletes that win both genders are paid the same amount um so it, it is it is quite progressive in in that sense however there does need to be more to be done to bring in other women and show them that it's a space where you you can come and you can try and you don't have to be fit or you don't have to be strong you can just show up and if you're if you want to show up for yourself that's that's all you need so yeah, we're excited to just start to tell more of these stories through our platform and let other women in to see what what you can experience through training in this way. It's, it's a really positive, positive thing that happened in the last few years. I think that women are really starting to consider um, training to become stronger more than skinnier as it usually mm-hmm. used to be. Um, so one thing that's interesting about you is that you're sisters yeah. and you were in a business together before. So how did you do you think that your relationships as sisters helped de- develop the brand? And do you think that the fact that your sisters has some kind of impact in how you approach the business? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think being sisters is a complete advantage and a unique advantage that we have as founders um, because we, we're two years apart, um, but we have absolute trust in each other complete dedication to what we're building and a real understanding of each other that no one else would have. Um, We know each other inside out. So that really helps sort of day to day with how we're working together, how we're feeling. Um, But we do have to work quite hard on our relationship because we obviously, we are sisters and we also train together. We're also really, really close. And then we're business partners. So we actually have partnership coaching um, with a family psychotherapist to kind of like work on our relationship as sisters to make sure that we are strong as business partners um, and we don't confuse the two relationships. And then we also have to, you know, carve out time to actually hang out just as sisters. It's very easy for us to just talk about work all the time because it's something we're so passionate about um, and obviously we're in it together but we do have another sister and she's not in the business with us so she gets quite bored if we're only ever talking about about Blue Elven but yeah we definitely think it's a real advantage. So let's talk about more the specific needs that you're answering to so how did the process work in the sense of how did you choose the design the materials how did you find your partners for example? We found our partner Rion Labs through research and then we we pitched to them and we met them they're actually a London-based 
company as well. They're made up of scientists who have come out of the Imperial College London, which is one of the universities here. And they really brought that expertise in terms of body armor and body protection. They've worked with Formula One. They make a lot of helmets um, and they they make really hardcore protective apparel. So we came to them with a proposition to say, we want to put your protection on the outside of our product, which they'd never done before. And it needs to be for this specific type of training that they'd also never really explored before. So it's very much been a partnership with them and they've bought the the science and the development lens. And then we've bought the, the application and the design. So how we designed the panel in terms of the size, the shape, the thickness, uh, the geometries. So the actual panels have very small triangles and that's that design is to make the energy control as effective as possible, but it was also married with that we wanted quite a geometric look to be in keeping with the rest of the product. So every every tiny bit of the product has had real thought gone into it. And the materials that we've selected, we found a, a factory in Italy who make our fabric, which is a recycled, really premium, beautiful, soft fabric. Um, and we were able to use the same fabric for all three products, which we really liked because it's it's much more eco-friendly. You're not having a lot of waste. You're just working with one fabric. And then how we thought about the design was really to build lasting pieces that could be items that you would wear year in, year out. We didn't want to create fad products. We wanted to make really classic classic pieces and we also brought in elements you know issues that you might have in other sportswear so for women often it's you know the bra cup issue your bra cups get stuck in the washing machine and you're constantly flopping them out or taking them out or your leggings aren't squat proof or your waistbands falling down so we also incorporated all of these other elements into the product so we really have tried to construct what we see in our eyes as like the perfect companion to your functional training and alongside having all of the sustainability and the the recycled fabrics and solving the regular pain points we've also built in these really powerful technology panels that can transform how women train so it's it's really been a very collaborative process and finding the right partners has been critical and we've learned a lot about suppliers and manufacturers and find our factory in Lithuania is actually run by a woman and it's a predominantly female team and we went out there and and met them and it was really great to see their processes and understand how they work so yeah it's been it's been great to build a team around us of people who understand our vision and and support our values as a brand as well so how many prototypes did you have to make to to get something that you were really happy with so when we started a while ago now um we had one set of designs um, and a factory in Portugal. And then we actually started all over again and kind of completely recreated the designs. But throughout the whole process, we've had about 20 different iterations of the product. Um, and some of those were then different products. So we started with a tank and then we ended up pivoting to a sports bra. And then the we had a lot of samples or iterations on the actual protection panels. For the collarbone, for example, we started with two different panels and then we eventually, through testing and through speaking to other women and hearing about their experiences, we we changed that into one panel. Um, but yeah, it, there was a lot of, a, a lot of prototyping. Um, and at the heart of it, every decision was basically made off testing, off data, off women's experiences. We wanted to optimize for being able to protect 
different women, different shapes um, as much as possible. So it was a long process, but definitely worth it because we're so confident in the product now um, that now that it's out to market, we don't feel worried at all. So what do you think you learn during the process of building a brand that is also a sustainable business? One thing we learn is to always remember to bring your principles to every relationship that you build throughout the brand. So for us, we always knew we wanted to be as sustainable and eco-friendly at each point where we could. So it's pushing your suppliers and the designers and the people that you work with to really question every element. So I think you have to be very focused on the detail and, and you know, dig deep and find out if your factory is they might be you're working with third party suppliers or outsourcing certain parts of the production. If they are, where are those factories? What are the conditions there? How do they work? And those materials, where are they from? So you have to be quite uh, diligent when you're working on products that you want to make sure you have a sustainable lens. So I think atten- yeah, attention to detail and really pushing and collaborating with your suppliers and designers to to bring in your values where possible. What would you say was the most difficult part of building the business? The most difficult part, I think, is probably more in like the mindset of it. So being a founder and being an entrepreneur, the sort of only constant that you know is change. And we love learning. So we're always learning, which is, you know, why we start the brand. And we're quite curious and we're hungry to do things differently. But you often feel completely out of your depth because you're doing most things for the first time. That's quite hard when it's that feeling of when you start a new job and for the first sort of couple of months, you just feel a bit lost because you've, you're not settled in. You don't exactly know the processes of your new company and you're not you know, that familiar with the people that you work with. That's sort of how we feel most days. And our roles just change every other week um depending on where the focus is and what we're working on so the change the change from when we launched or before we launched to now that we are launched our roles are just completely different so you have to just be ready to learn and to absorb information just to try new things but that is definitely the hardest thing is just maintaining focus energy and resilience for now, you have three products. Are you planning on new products already? And how do you see the future of the company in general? For the next 12 months, we'll definitely be focused on brand awareness and helping more women discover Blue Elven and hopefully selling out of our of our first set. We we do limited edition runs because we don't, you know, we don't believe in overproduction. So we've got quite a small quantity of products to sell but really what what we'll want to do once we've sold a good critical mass of those products is go out and speak to those women and find out about how they found training in Blue Elven and and what more they'd want like to see from the brand I think you know we have a pretty good feel for what products come next and how we want to diversify but we also always want to be powered by our athletes and and listen and learn from them so I think yeah taking the next 12 months to to break into the market really and, and start to be known for something and known to be known as the brand that really champions the, the women's training experience and functional training. Um, so yeah, I think fingers crossed that gyms do start opening and we can start kind of meeting people in person and, and actually doing, you know, community events and, and being within the community because it's, yeah, it's hard right now when everyone's, when everyone's at home, but 
we have just recently rolled out a testing period. So we've given 10 women the opportunity to try Blue Elven for a month. So we've used some of our samples. Like we said, we had 20 different prototypes. So some of the later samples at the end of our process, we um, have, have gifted those out to women to try for a month. So rather than, you know, right now we can't get in person with them and help them be an experienced Blue Elven, we're going to bring that experience to their home. So, you know, we might continue to do some creative things like that where where we can't actually be in gyms. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is the part of the business or the project or the design that you're most proud of? I think there are two, yeah, sort of projects that we're probably most proud of so far. So the first one is um, in March this year, we conducted, yeah, our sort of testing period which we called AB001 um, which means athlete beta one so where we gifted 16 women um, a tank and a, and a pair of leggings to test for three weeks we had an event um, well all those women as Lamorna said earlier we we interviewed we found the women it took us about three months to recruit the women from various gyms um, around London and then we held an event in March and it was just before the first lockdown so we were really lucky in that we could meet them all in person give them all the product um, we all trained together which was great and we learned about each other's training journeys and then they basically went away and had three weeks to test it coincided with gyms closing so it wasn't the ideal test period but we got some amazing feedback. The women were really creative and managed to train in Blue Elvin in whatever way is possible. And we got some great feedback, which meant that we actually, that's based off that is when we changed the tank to a sports bra. So that was, yeah, really amazing um, project that we did and so glad that we did it. Um, and then the other one was for to create all the photography for set one that we've just launched. We had three different shoots. And the campaign one, um, the campaign shoot, which is imagery of women with a barbell, we've called it, the the shoot was named Power. And we basically wanted our three athletes to sort of represent what power meant to them. And so the the way that we went about it was... We interviewed each of the athletes. Um, We wanted to understand how they trained, what a normal training session was like to them, what movements they would usually do, what is the one movement that makes them feel powerful. Basically, just to really get under the skin of these three athletes that we chose so as to set up the shot list in a way that completely represented them. So all the shot lists throughout the day were entirely tailored towards the three individual athletes and I think it really comes through because all the shots that we've got are amazing um and the day itself was just an absolutely like magic day for us as founders to have I think we had about 12 people there on the day a selection of yeah photographers videographers athletes makeup artists and it was just amazing to have all these people in one space kind of bringing the brand to life if you could give an advice for a business owner or someone who wants to start a business that is you know sustainable and eco-friendly uh what would you what would what would be your advice or is there anything that you wish you knew when you started I think one of the things that we always come back to is our brand values and we did a lot of brand work really early on I mean it, it took us seven months to get our our brand visuals together. Um, But alongside that, we were building out a lot of our 
tone of voice and what we wanted to stand for and the company values. And I think we ground all of our decisions in those values and they really helped us to pick the right materials or the right partners or just just guided us throughout the last two years. So I think if you can do your brand work as early as possible in the journey, it can really set you up for success and and make sure any decision point you have as a business is is grounded in in those principles. And I think what we definitely learn about trying to do things more sustainably is how important the research and the testing is. So our packaging actually took us nine months to research and develop because there's so many different options and materials out there. And it's difficult to find the right information, particularly with a lot of materials that say they're sustainable sometimes they're not as sustainable as they say and and you know it it is a lot about the the feel and the experience particularly when you're creating a direct consumer brand so I think if you know you want to bring in some of these aspects to your business and your products start early and and do your research Um, we've learned a ton about packaging and about different fabrics Um, so I think yeah just just start with your research really Thank you so much. So where can we find you? Yes, you can find us. Um, our Instagram is Blue Elvin and our website is blueelvin.com. That's mainly it. We have a Facebook page, but there's not that much on there. But yeah, our name is actually the name of a rock or a stone that's quarried in Cornwall. So both of our names are Cornish because our mum is from Cornwall, uh, Penzance actually, which is at the very end of the UK. And we really wanted a, a name that was not really related to sportswear or not not obviously sportswear and something that was kind of grounded in us and had a bit of a heritage tie. And within Blue Elven, the rock, uh, there's a mineral called Labradorite, which is actually known as the Stone of Transformation. And it represents perseverance and strength and adversity. And so it was just absolutely perfect to, yeah, call the brand that. Um but yeah, often people are like, why are you called Blue Elven? It's quite well. <laughs> I Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's really, is is. I thought when I saw there was a stone, I think it's really great that strength and really power is the main message that you give because it's still, even though we, of course, we came a long way, but it's so important that we really focus on our bodies be stronger and not necessarily be skinnier and more pleasant to look at mm-hmm. you know and so it's a great message yeah, yeah and I think last one on that is just particularly with everything that's happened this year and with COVID and with health and well-being coming so much you know at the forefront of people's minds having a strong body and a strong mind we know for a lot of the women who are in our community their training is the thing that's actually got them through this year and got them through these difficult times um and so being able to yeah take care of your body and I think find that thing that for you is is gonna get you moving and and getting you engaging your mind and your body is, is so important and sort of hasn't been more important than it has this year yeah, I think we really understood how movement, like our body moving and our mental health are really connected, mm. um, especially when we couldn't even go out for a walk, basically. It was you know, really hard. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. It was really interesting. Yeah, thank, thank you for having you. us. Yeah. That was our interview with Lamorna and Tamara. Thank you so much for listening and thanks to them for their time. If you like this episode, please rate us and subscribe. It really helps. 
You can visit our website and follow us on Instagram at prettyslow.life and prettyslowlife on all of the platforms. Thank you and goodbye.